Buenos dias from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 15th of September, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Before we start, some listeners have spoken and said that I speak too quickly, so I'll try and cool it. Kicking off this week, on Sunday the 11th, Murcian-born Carlos Alcaraz took home the title in the men's singles final at the U.S. Open, becoming the youngest tennis player to win a Grand Slam since Rafael Nadal at the French Open in 2005. Sunday the 11th, Alcaraz beat Norwegian tennis player Kaspar Rud 6-3 in a nail-biting game that lasted about three hours with his victory. He also took over as the youngest tennis player, ranked number one worldwide at age 19, and the seventh youngest to win a Grand Slam. Other sports news, the first matches of the new professional women's soccer championship, also called La Liga F, were canceled on Saturday the 10th because of refugee strikes. Women refugees asked for higher pay and similar working conditions in line with the men's soccer league. However, National Professional Football League didn't address their concerns, so they called a strike on Thursday the 8th. Amongst the team, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid were set to play, as were FC Barcelona against FC Levante Les Planes. All teams were ready to go, and after 30 minutes of no-show from match officials, the games were called off. It seems that the two main political party, People's Party and the Spanish Socialist Workers Party, or PSOE, are at loggerheads once again. The Council of Ministers meeting on Tuesday the 6th, Pedro Sánchez, leader of PSOE party and president, confronted Alberto Núñez Feijo, leader of Pepe, and supposedly disparaged his opposition's career path. The battle between the two figureheads is not new. Since Feijo came to his position in March, their relationship has been frosty. Two parties have opposing views on what should be done about rising inflation. And PSOE organized a meeting on the 6th to discuss the central government's energy plans for the coming months, but no consensus was achieved. Speaking of energy, here's an update on the European Energy Saving Plan. This week, France unexpectedly sent out power shortage alerts to Spain and the UK after accidentally overselling massive amounts of electricity in two days due to a systems error jeopardizing the French supply reserves. Alerts like this are supposed to be rare and they highlight how strained France's power network is after they discovered corrosion in some of their reactors. Amidst this is the ongoing battle between France and Spain over the Midcat gas pipeline, which France is still denying as an option. They say because it's impractical and expensive, but many believe it's because France wants to keep for themselves access to the lucrative German energy market rather than letting Spain in on the possibility of selling to Germany. On that note about France and Spain, in September 2023, they will launch an almost year-long celebration in honor of artist and painter Pablo Picasso, marking 50 years since his death in 1973. The year of Picasso exhibitions, conferences, and events will run until April 2024. It'll take place all over Europe and North America and will come to an end at the Petit Palace in Paris. Other political news, the elections choose the new mayor of Madrid are coming up in May and possible candidates have been announced. Political party Podemos has put forward former triathlete Roberto Sotomayor for the position and he will be going up against the current alderman Jose Luis Martinez Almeida. 
and Rita Maestre from Mas Madrid. Moving on, the death of Queen Elizabeth II in the UK has re-sparked disputes over the British overseas territory Gibraltar, or Gibraltar. The city of Gibraltar, located at the southern tip of the Iberian Peninsula, has been a cause for dispute for decades. Even though the Spanish and British monarchies are on good terms, one thing that remains in contention is the strategic location. Even the former king of Spain, Juan Carlos I, and his ex-wife boycotted the wedding between King Charles III and Princess Diana in 1981 after the couple announced they would be honeymooning in Gibraltar. British control of Gibraltar began in 1713 when the Spanish surrendered the peninsula under the Treaty of Utrecht after years of conflict. It has remained an overseas British colony ever since. Franco cut it off from the mainland, so it migrated into its current occupation as offshore gambling haven. Talking about queens, Thursday the 15th marks the 50th birthday of Queen Letitia. Some say she's the queen that no one expected. Still, despite her sometimes bizarre displays, such as the unconfirmed tweet in May where she supposedly displayed solidarity with Ukraine, posing with sausages and postcards, she has a special place in the hearts of many. Letitia started out as a journalist, which is probably why social causes, such as women's rights, sexist violence, her collaboration with the Foundation for Help Against Drug Addiction are so important to her. She's also not been without negative press, especially scandals surrounding Spanish royal family and relations between her and her mother-in-law, Doña Sofia. However, she has always said that it's not easy being a queen, balancing family relations, and having a private life. Next, workers could see their base pension rise if the proposal of the Ministry of Inclusion, Social Security, and Migration José Luis Escrivá is accepted. On Monday the 12th, Escrivá sought to finish the reforms of the state pensions. Among many other ideas, one is to slowly raise the maximum amount someone could get and increase the minimum contribution Spanish workers make. The job market has changed, so have the jobs people do. Workers no longer gain the majority of their contribution in the latter years of their careers. Instead, People are contributing more between the ages of 25 and 30, with people changing jobs more often than before, especially when the pandemic hit. The reforms also aim to make it fair for all who have gaps in their contribution history. As it stands, the state pension is available for those over 67 who have contributed for a minimum of 15 years, though there are still some discrepancies for full-time employees and the self-employed. Moving on, an illicit countrywide financial crime organization has been broken up thanks to the joint efforts of the Spanish Civil Guard, or Guardia Civil, German Crime Bureau, and Europol's European Financial and Economic Center. Crime Network operated in Germany and Spain and provided financial aid to many criminal companies linked to drug trafficking. The search involved over 50 house inspections, which resulted in the arrest of 54 people. Over 4 million euros worth of cash, goods, vehicles, and drugs were seized. Moving on, well-renowned writer, novelist, columnist, and lecturer Javier Marias died on the 11th of September. Marias, best known for his novel A Heart So White, passed away surrounded by his family in Madrid. Marias won many big awards during his career. It's a huge loss. He's one of Spain's most international writers, having his work translated into 44 languages in 57 countries. And, fun fact, all these years he wrote everything on a typewriter. Although he may have been a controversial columnist, the revered novelist has been very influential since he published his first novel in 1971 when he was 19 years old. 
Next up, the Reina Sofia Museum in Madrid has received three beautifully decorated cayucos, or dugout canoes, a painting, a video, and an anti-capitalist embroidery piece from a group of indigenous zapatistas. The three historical artifacts will be placed inside a room that explores post-colonial social resistance, particularly looking at the social, cultural, and political struggles of the anti-globalist Zapatista National Liberation Army and the indigenous Mexican people. The artifacts arrived in Galicia in June 2021, along with the rebel group who were on a solidarity mission to mark 500 years since the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. The Reina Sofia Museum is now in the process of buying all six items, and the proceeds of 25,000 euros will be donated to Open Arms. The Spanish nonprofit aims to protect the lives of vulnerable migrants and immigrants crossing the central Mediterranean Sea. They also have educational projects and are supporting Ukrainian people via humanitarian flights. The museum has many interesting exhibitions and collections. Check out. Highly recommend visiting if you're in Madrid. That's it for this week. Did you know that we do some other stuff apart from these updates? One of them we call Our Zines. They are a way you can put up to 16,000 words of text on your computer and turn them into a charming little booklet to carry around in your back pocket. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you like zines or dislike screens and have stuff you want to read, go over to Rorschach.com and click Our Zines on the top menu or head to the link on our show notes. Try it out. It's free. Also, what do you think? Was slower better? I tried, but was it actually slower? Let us know what you think about my speed, our zines, or anything else at podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K. Hasta la próxima.